0: In the name of the Father and Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today, we're reading the story of the man born blind. Right before the story of the man born blind, what happened was something interesting. Our Lord Jesus Christ, he had an encounter with the Pharisees, and at the end, they took stones and they wanted to kill him. And right after that specific encounter, our Lord Jesus Christ was passing by and he saw the blind man. By the way, 2,000 years ago, it was very common to see blind people on the streets. The medicine at that time wasn't as advanced as we have it now, so seeing a blind man on the street was not unusual, it was quite usual. And actually, the fact that our Lord Jesus Christ just came out of a situation where he's being stoned and stopped to look at the blind man in itself, shows that this work has an important significance. Has important significance. In the time, obviously, of our Lord, There is no uh, welfare system. There is no all the social systems that we have. So if you're a blind man, you are a beggar. You're going to work to beg for money. That's usually your life. But what I want to focus on today, the questions that the disciples asked our Lord when they saw the blind man. Once people see suffering or see a problem happening, they usually ask questions. They ask questions because they want to find reasons. Why is this happening? And if you look at the disciples' reaction, they looked at two reasons. The first one they said, his parents are the reason. And that's a quite common attitude we have in life. When I fall into a problem, I tend to blame people around me. I tend to blame my parents, my upbringing, my church, my culture, my teacher, something that quite, pe- quite a lot of people do. Why am I not doing well? It's because somebody else's fault. You know, you can even see it sometime when people take exams. One person will come out and say, i could do more i could study more i could definitely learn the material more and one person will come out and be the teacher is terrible she put material in the exam that did not teach us right so there's always a person who looks for a reason to blame other people keep in mind we live in a culture that wants to teach us that we're victims in our culture right now This is a big mindset that everybody is a victim. You're a victim of history, you're a victim of culture, you're a victim of race, you're a victim of parents, you're a victim of that, you're a victim of that. And then what happens? When people have that mentality of victim, then they say, if you get angry, and you scream, and you yell, that's okay, that's your authentic self. You can be yourself, you're a victim, And you have the right to get angry. You're a victim and you have the right to scream. A mentality that people use sometimes to focus on the problems that happen in their life or some of the failures or the setbacks that have. Another technique we see that also the disciples pointed at is human guilt. They told him it must be this guy. Is it him or his parents? By the way, obviously, this man was born blind. So there are two possibilities that this guy could have sinned. Okay? It's either the Greek believed in the pre-existing of the soul. So it's either somehow his soul sinned before he was born. We don't believe in that, by the way. But just this is their belief system. Or somehow God looked into the future and saw that this guy is going to be a very evil man. So he punished him before he was born. So there's a sense of a lot of times when, when people face a problem or see some sort of suffering, they feel, some people tend to look inside and feel guilty. This is my fault. I must have done something wrong. Is it my sin? And actually, it's interesting, a lot of research have, seen, have showed that children of divorced parents feel that they are the cause of divorce. People feel guilty when they see suffering. What is our Lord's reaction to suffering today? God said, I came to do something called redemptive work. What is redemptive work? Take something that was stolen from me. Take something that was taking away from me. What was taking away from me? My children were supposed to be glorious. My children were supposed to be full of love. My children were supposed to be super patient. My children were supposed to be on my image. And I'm coming to redeem that. To bring them back to the way I've created them. And not only that, to give them the glory that I have intention to give them in heaven, I want them to have a glimpse today. Redemptive work. That's what God is doing. And you can see even this today specifically on the way that God performed the miracle. He performed the miracle on the Sabbath. And some of the Jews, they had 38 laws on things you cannot do on the Sabbath. One of them... By the way, including, you cannot spit. Because if you spit, your, the saliva will mix with the dust. And then you'll, you're almost like making a mix. And the, it, can be plowed, it can be plowed, so that's a problem. One, you're mixing two things together, which you should not do. And now this can be plowed. So that's, again, it's two rules of the Sabbath. Beside the spitting, that's three rules. So what our Lord did today, He picked a specific way to heal. To redeem the understanding of the Sabbath. To redeem the understanding of the day of the Lord. We're about to start fasting tomorrow for three days. To redeem the understanding of fasting. What is my understanding of fasting as I approach, approach a three day fast? To change it. To open our minds. I'll tell you one thing that I thought was very cool and I'll, I'll end with. Our Lord asked the blind man to go wash in the, the, the Lake of Sint. It's called Salome or Sint. And actually this specific lake was used, people used to wash after the Jews have the feast of called the Feast of Tabernacle. So they live in actually tents. And then they used to actually go to that lake to wash during the time of their Feast of Tabernacle. The feast of Tabernacle is there to remind them when they were strangers in the world. And that lake was there as a source of cleansing while they are living in the world. And this is exactly what God is doing. His words that works through the suffering we see and we experience becomes the cleansing that happens in our life. As we stand in, in liturgy today, we want to ask God, God, what is it that you're trying to redeem in me today? What is it you're trying to take back that I stole, that the devil stole, that my old nature stole? I want to be back to your image that you have created me on, and glory be to God forever yeah. and ever.